All right. Welcome back to the Song Heart Connection podcast. This is my third take of this episode. I recorded it last night after three margaritas. That was a horrible idea. Uh, I recorded it this morning as I had just woken up and hadn't spoken to anyone. So my voice was like two octaves lower. <laughs> and so I decided, uh, we're going to, we're going to do this again. And so I also decided to bring you guys outside with me today, which is so nice. So there might be some ambient noise, hopefully just the birds. You might hear the chapel. It's not a chapel. It's a, um, it's a basilica. In fact, <laughs> You might hear the bells from that <clears throat> faintly in the distance, which might be nice. Uh, it's one of the most special things about where I live at the moment that I that I cling to. I love it. So, yeah, here we go. For those of you that are returning, thank you so much. Your support is appreciated. And I got a notification from Buzzsprout that my podcast has been downloaded a hundred times so either my mom had a heyday and <laughs> uh, downloaded episode one a million times <laughs> or there are actually a hundred people that heard this which is so cool um, I'm again grateful for you tuning in and uh, vibing with me for the next 20 minutes about things that I find important so little bit of glare on my computer. Let me just resolve that for one moment. Um, well, this is silly. I am trying to access my notes. Here we go. Okay, so today's topic. Authenticity versus adaptability. At first, they may seem like an obvious comparison, uh, but these words are very different, but they can be confused. Okay, let me, let's examine this together. <laughs> let's start with a definition. How fun. The definition of authentic is... Uh, of undisputed origin, genuine. Okay, I hate that. That's a terrible, that's a terrible definition. Let's look at some more. Strangely, there's a second definition under authentic that reads music, comprising the notes lying between the principal note or final and the note an octave higher. What? I'm a musician and I have to read that like three times. I still don't get it. Uh, okay, anyway, I just found it interesting that music happened to be a second definition under authentic. Oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking back to theory, authentic cadence and stuff. Oh, God. Don't tell anyone I have my master's in, in music. <laughs> okay. Uh, another definition reads, not false or copied. Genuine, real, having an origin supported by unquestionable evidence. 
But the definition that really caught my eye was worthy of acceptance. Okay, that's the definition of authentic, worthy of acceptance. And we'll return to that in a little bit. All right, so now adaptability. The quality of being able to adjust to new conditions. The capacity to be modified for a new use or purpose. Okay. So in January, I was sitting on the intercoastal in Florida chatting with a friend about my unruly head of hair and how I essentially never get haircuts. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and he said to me, mermaid hair, that's going to be a chapter in your book. I had never considered writing a book in my life at that point. So the idea was just kind of sweet, you know. Um, so now fast forward to my sitting on the beach a month ago. After taking an early morning swim, I started jotting down chapters and title, a title, for this book that I never planned to write. Okay, so hang with me. Mermaid Hair, the story of a woman living like a fish out of water, and other tales, spelled T-A-I-L-S, because I'm hysterical. Isn't that what writers do? They, like, make catch... First of all, I'm not a writer. Let's back up. Whew, not a writer. <laughs> um... Anyway, okay, so, great. Chapter one, mini lives, scaling and reinvention. I've always said as artists, we have had many lives, uh, many, many lives that exist in gigs. Uh, and we're forced to constantly reinvent ourselves in between our contracts. Or at least that's how it seemed to me. I've been a nanny, a server, voice teacher, performer, barista. Right out of high school, I worked at this warehouse that sold farming equipment yeah so we've done it all right um all right so chapter two swimming solo work does not define you and i have in parentheses mention yoga experience in cambridge with taylor on the way to thanksgiving in vermont so in 2011 we took a class together uh right before yeah, right before celebrating the holiday together in Vermont <clears throat> and the practitioner advised us at the closing of the session to physically remove whatever you felt like defined you remove it from you and put it next to the mat you know we all had our eyes closed but you know I remember holding something in front of me you know box like and putting it down next to me off the mat. Oh my God, I was a bucket of tears. <laughs> I had lost it. You know, because in 2011, my worth was tied to opera and my success as an opera singer or my pursuit, you know, of the career. Um, and so that was a really, that was a very special moment in my life. Uh, in which I, I think that was probably the first time I, I started to understand how to let go. Okay, chapter three, mermen and sister maids, forever friendships. This encompasses all the meaningful relationships I've had and how I've learned so much from these teachers and loves in my life. <clears throat> chapter four, navigating deep waters, healing trauma. More on that later, of course. Chapter five, finding your feet. Uh, I, of course, think of Ariel 
when she gets her legs right uh yoga and quality of life and we touched on that already during our last episode and in the future we will more okay finally the whole reason we're doing this chapter six desert storms authenticity versus adaptability so that's the long version of how we arrived at today's conversation so this topic is of particular interest to me because as i mentioned as a performing artist we're expected to adapt constantly <clears throat> i also wonder ooh, i wonder if adaptability is also confused with codependency yikes okay yeah we'll return to that um i have in the past like to joke and say I got my master's of music degree in codependency, but I realize just the mention of that might make some people upset. So I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Kind of. It feels like that for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's so many things I want to return to. We'll talk about that later too. All right. So arriving for an opera contract with a company requires full surrender to someone else's vision. And keep in mind, this is my opinion, of course. Um, orchestra tempi, staging, housing, housing setup. God, you could be housed by yourself. You could be housed with roommates. You could be housed in patron's home. You might be put in a hotel by yourself. Um, weather, environment, uh, working intimately with new castmates or returning to the stage with old castmates that you may or may not like. Uh, costuming, so many things that you have to surrender your vulnerability and put complete trust in the hands of many times strangers. You're forced to adapt to whatever temporary lifestyle is per the terms of your contract. So I believe this type of work creates really bold, sensitive, compassionate, thoughtful people. But I also believe this type of work prevents fully understanding authenticity or rather, it keeps the investigation of it at bay. And again, I speak solely of my own experience, right? Uh, and my struggles with authenticity began in my home during childhood, not on the stage. Growing up, I wasn't really encouraged to think for myself. Uh, my father's beliefs were so strongly put upon the family that it left zero room for safe self-expression. And my mother's silence oftentimes spoke louder than my father's authority, unfortunately. So my fear of expressing myself became normalized, which is why to date, I'm still learning to take up space and voice my opinions. It's probably another reason why I turned to singing. I was endorsed and applauded for using my voice, but not in the way that I had wished to be, right? So I found myself always ready to adapt and even when not on stage, in fact, ready to perform. Observing my family as a child every day was its own unique performance. In public, my parents performed as the happily married couple, as many do, right? And at home, it was a very different story. I'm sure many of you can relate to this, right? So this idea of adapting became effortless and the more I observed it the more I became it how does this tie into authenticity so it occurred to me shortly after no shortly before actually before I ended my engagement in 2018 uh, that I I may have no idea how to access my authentic self 
Now this obviously isn't entirely true, but after living a life of, of consistent adaptation, it felt like a real journey to understand authenticity. And of course, I'm very much still on that path. One of the biggest heartaches of my life truly came uh, the day I decided to leave my job at the Boston Conservatory after three years of commuting from Philly to Boston. After moving out of the apartment I shared with Matt and finding myself alone for the first time in seven years, uh, I quickly realized I needed extra income to make ends meet. We had always split our financial obligations, which, which was excellent, actually. Um, so I was luckily hired as adjunct at Ryder University. My professional life, though exciting, quickly became out of control. I would work a long day at Rowan University on Mondays, hop a plane to teach at Boston Conservatory and spend Tuesday through Thursday there, grab a plane back to Philly Thursday night, and teach at Ryder for eight hours on Fridays. It was insanity, but it felt normal. I was used to living a fragmented life, piecing gigs together in the past to make ends meet. We're conditioned to hustle, to work hard, to fill our lives with career. Unfortunately for me, it came at a cost. So one Friday morning, I woke up to drive to Jersey to teach, and my body was paralyzed. My brain was sending all the signals uh, to get up, like move your body, leave the bed. But I laid there completely unable to move. This was terrifying, as I've never experienced anything so obvious in my life. My entire existence had reached a breaking point, and I knew I had to stop commuting to Boston if I wanted to physically, emotionally, and mentally survive. And I miss those students and that job more than I could possibly express. I fell in love there in so many ways with so many people, including myself in that moment, actually. So this was a major checkpoint in examining adaptability versus authenticity for me. It's a very scary question to ask yourself, what do I want? What do I need? This essentially puts you front and center, which in theory you'd think as performers we'd be comfortable having this discussion with ourselves, but it's not the case. My Zen priest friend Danny Parker always reminds me, you are the boss of your own life. And at times, that's absolutely frightening. <laughs> but it is the surest way to discovering authenticity, I've found. He suggests regularly checking in with yourself about what you want and need, posing the question, what three things do you want or need right now? Not later. Now. My answer? Love. Adventure. Peace. So here we are. Fear is a major contributor in keeping us from being honest with ourselves. There's something called a reflexive thought. I learned this from Aldo Pucci as I completed my training as a mental health technician this summer. Many times I have to take an extra beat in order to determine, is that a fear-induced response from childhood programming? Or is that how I actually feel? Many times our parents' fears become our fears. I'll never forget the time I decided to take my first hike alone in Italy 
on the hottest day of the summer. My parents tried to talk me out of it, being I was alone in a foreign country, the possibility of dehydration, uh, being that they themselves probably wouldn't embark on such a journey, it turned into, you shouldn't do this. But a good friend reminded me, and I quote him, you're just going on a long walk. And I'm so glad I did. For 13 beautiful miles in the Tuscan Hills, I learned a great deal about myself in the quiet of the woods. Hiking the Via Francigena stirred my insides and I was, I was forced to sit with myself. This comes up often in experiencing new things or with new romantic interests. Fear of intimacy uh, is usually an adopted behavior, in my belief, through adaptation based on our attachment styles and can improperly route our authenticity. As long Wait, no. Yeah, okay. So long before there's fear of intimacy with a partner, there's fear of intimacy with self. Which, which brings me back to why I created the song Heart Connection and Vocal Studio. Through music and repertoire catered solely to each individual's emotional needs, the song Heart Connection is an opportunity to excavate your authentic self by highlighting the difference between your adaptive qualities versus your authentic qualities. So I, I kind of, hopefully this feels tied back to the definition of authenticity that I liked earlier, which was worthy of acceptance. But it starts with self. So I hope you feel I fully expanded on this in a way that resonates with you and prompts some honest, direct dialogue with yourself. Um, I'd like to close today's podcast with one of my favorite quotes that best supports how I choose to continue on in this world. And that is, the unexamined life is not worth living. And I couldn't agree more. I want to use the last couple minutes to uh, tell you about the people I hope to have on here in the near future. I'll probably get one more in on my own and then start introducing some important people in my life. Um, <clears throat> she has no idea that I'm going to hit her up for some, uh, for some interviewing, but I, I suspect she'll be, she'll be fine with this. So Caroline Dooner is the founder of the Fuck It Diet. Shit, that means I have to... Oh my gosh. Well, fine. It's fine. I have to mark explicit now that I've said both of those things. <laughs> okay, so Caroline and I met doing The Bridges of Madison County... Uh, at Media Theater in 2016. And she is a professional musical theater artist turned author. Her book is incredible. Her her podcasts are amazing. Um, she has nothing but exceptional things to say about our relationship with food and... I hope she won't mind me summarizing this, but just how placing restriction on what you consume will keep you in, will keep you binging and not understanding your relationship to food. And so she's, she's very much um, anti-diet and I very much support that. 
as well. Um, so anyway, she's awesome. Bess Latwinik, uh, one of my best friends. Many of you know her. Um, professional opera singer, debuted at Chicago Lyric and said, that's enough. I'm out. Uh, and so she's now a real estate agent with Compass in the Philadelphia area. And she is also a wealth of knowledge um, and one of my favorite people to talk to about relationships, emotions, trauma, music. And so I'm really excited for you to hear what she has to say. Um, Paul Thompson is someone I recently met in Santa Fe when I took my trip out west. He is the CEO of Santa Fe Valet. Um, he's on the board of some amazing organizations that prevent violence and help grieving children who have lost their parents to incarceration. And I'm hoping he will openly share his journey as to how he got to Santa Fe, why, and what his life has looked like since. Because it's, a, it's an incredible story and it's filled with so much inspiration. And then one of my other best friends, Taylor Stilson, um, who is a, he's faculty, uh, a voice faculty at the Boston Conservatory and Brown University. He is also about to be a certified massage therapist. He has much training um, in myofascial release. Um, another person that I speak with frequently that I love dearly like like a brother and he also has so much to say that's important about the well-being you know our bodies and and how our bodies contribute to our mental health and, and what it means to really just kind of actually physically dig into your body um, and how that all relates to the song heart connection podcast Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I can't wait to do this again next week. <laughs>